0: G'day, folks. Welcome back. And it's Mick from Redcliffe Marketing Labs. Look, in the interview today, I've hooked up with a local Brisbane photographer. And Mark is, uh, he's got a title as a, a Google trusted business photographer. And he works with his company, uh, Quick Clicks uh, Photographics, here in uh, Brisbane. So if you're listening to this and you want to do some, and uh, also on the web, you can do a background check. You head over to businessphoto.com.au and you can see what Mark does as we're chatting. So, hey, Mark, look, thank you for being able to uh, chat with us today.
1: Uh, It's a pleasure to be here, Mick.
0: No, and and look, I was just alerted to this um, Google uh, Trusted Business photographer from a forum. I mean, it's the first time I've I've heard about it. I've been working with Google uh, local listings and map listings for a while, but this looks like a a really interesting uh, sort of program. So pretty keen to dive in and find out what it's all about.
1: Yeah, it's been going in Australia now for just over a year or so, probably the US about two years, thereabouts. And it's a very unique way of getting businesses to be able to show who they are, where they are, and what they have in their store in exactly the same way as as people are used to going into uh, Google Street View and and navigating through the streets. They can navigate through the business, and it's got a whole bunch of other side effects that uh, benefit businesses as well.
0: Excellent. And um, look, we'll get stuck into some details. What I thought we would do just initially is, I guess, backtrack and look at the big picture, because uh, a lot of people listening to this won't really be over the whole Google map listing type thing. So I just want to give it some framework that people can sort of listen to and work out what's going on. And that's going to make a lot more sense when we get into the details. So I guess the whole background here is, especially in the Australian market, Google probably has about 95% plus of the search market. Uh, so if you want to be found, people are going to put their questions into Google and looking for answers. And as a business, ideally, you really want to be at the top of Google so that people are going to contact you first. Second page, third page of Google, not many people actually go that far. If they can't find a solution in the top 10, then they're in trouble. So as far as getting on the first page of Google, there's really three main ways. One is the AdWords program that Google runs. So this is paid advertising to get your ads listed on the front page. The second one is what they call the organic listing. So this is where Google tries to match up the search query that someone types in with the most relevant websites that will answer that query. And this is where you wanna be creating really g- relevant content on your business. So if you're a vet, you wanna have a lot of information about different uh, vet services and different animals up there. And it's also where you get um, companies like ours with a search engine optimization, where you work with the uh, website and backlinks to uh, make your website appear as relevant as possible and get the highest ranking. So that's AdWords. And then the second one was the organic listing. The third one is the Google plus local or the map listings. So you'll see this if you trigger a search which has a location name and a service. So it could be Brisbane coffee, it could be Sydney uh, car cleaning. When you do those types of searches which have a a place name and then a a service or a product, quite often what happens is Google will trigger uh, a local map listing uh, results. So you'll see a map on the right hand side with little pins And then you'll see a list of businesses listed there with uh, their address and contact details. So this is the part of the things that we're talking about today: is the actual Google Map listings and how that relates. So quickly, we were chatting, Mark, before we started the interview about the difference between a Google Plus local, uh, which is the map listing, and the Google Plus pages. Did you want to cover off on that, or do you want me to chat about those?
1: Um, It's just, I I guess, important to understand that the the two things are absolutely different (laughs) and it's probably good to have both but the google plus local is clearly where we're focusing and that's where it will come up in your map results so i guess you've probably got uh, a better take on uh, how that might affect people's businesses from their own uh, search results and things but uh, from my perspective google plus local is where i focus
0: Awesome. And look, I think this is it's terrible branding as far as being confusing for, for small business owners, but uh, Google Plus is Google's equivalent of their social media network, and uh, they're trying tie everything together under this one Google Plus umbrella. But the easiest way when I talk to people is a Google Plus local used to be called Google Places, and these are the, the map listings, It's like a directory listing, and the Google Plus Pages... Uh, very similar to a, a Facebook page uh, you go and create separately for your business. So two things. So today we're talking about Google plus uh, local listings. and Mark, look, the great things about all this. how much does the uh, the listings cost?
1: They're absolutely free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and people you know blown away by that as well because this whole system has pretty much just wiped out yellow pages. It, it, this is now replaced, you know a full page ad on yellow pages is now free essentially through Google. so. Uh,
1: yeah. That's a pretty awesome system. The, the, other, the other thing to note, Mick, is also that sometimes businesses may have a Google plus local page or a Google Places page and not know it. Some of them have been created automatically through business listings that were available on the net. I think Google went through and linked up with Yellow Pages and did some creation of pages. So it's not uncommon for if someone's not ever looked before for them to come across their business with a, a basic listing on a Google Places page.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for many of them, there's already reviews on their business that they have have no idea about.
1: And I guess it's good practice to be aware of what your web presence looks like and to be on top of those things because if you get a couple of bad reviews, um, it's very difficult to get them off unless you're encouraging people to give good reviews.
0: Absolutely. And um, I think there's an example towards the bottom, uh, towards the end of this interview. We'll, We'll look at something like that. But... So yeah, it's free, uh, it replaces yellow pages. <laughs> the, the hard thing is that Google is always changing it, so <laughs> it's um, it's hard to keep up with sometimes. But I guess if you're listing this and just picture in your mind, this listing, when you go there and have a look for your business or another business, it's gonna have your business map location, it's gonna have a text description about your business, it's gonna have contact details, so website address, phone number. You can be listed in up to five different categories. So, you know, if you're a coffee shop or whatever business you are, you can sort of list yourself in five categories. Up to 10 photos, last time I looked, you can have five YouTube videos on the listing. So if you've got videos up on YouTube, you can pull them into your Google Plus map listing. And you can cover, you know, what area your business covers, your opening hours, your payment methods. You can actually, you could run coupon deals like Groupon, but instead of actually paying Groupon 50%, you can take 100% of the profit.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a thing to note there and that is with the content and the categories, it's really important to make sure that the categories are relevant to your business and what your business does. And the first three categories are critical in terms of your net search results. So Google will rank you based on your categories.
0: Okay, so I haven't seen anything that sort of differentiates between the first three. I know, that, I know the first one has to be a, a Google-provided category, yeah. Uh, and then the other four, you can sort of you know, freelance or you could sort of uh, uh, write your own for those. Uh, but yeah, have you seen it, something that sort of makes yes, the best
1: three? Yes, I, I have. And I'll probably have a little chat with you after this about a few other things awesome. now that I've just prompted me, my mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no worries. Okay. And, and then the, the last one, which you touched on, was, it was the customer reviews that so people can jump on it and leave you a, a review. And they actually then count towards a scoring system. So businesses out there, um, again, one of the changes Google pulled in a, uh, they bought a a US business called Zagat, which is a a large review system. And uh, in many cases, once you get enough reviews, you'll get a score out of 30 uh, on what Google thinks your business rating is. Uh, So that's, uh, again, a lot of people just don't know, but Google is out there and it gives you a score out of 30 um, on how you're going. So do you want to... Sorry, Martin. Do you want to cover anything else about what's on a, a local page?
1: Just two things, I guess. That I've already quickly talked about the, the categories, um, and also the the description. The first, you know, five or six words of the description that you put in there is critical, and it will improve your results. So you need to combine categories and descriptions.
0: Excellent. And verification. Do you want to cover that one?
1: <laughs> yeah, verification is usually done by postcard. They're is some phone verifications, but from what I've been hearing around the traps is that uh, it's less less phone calls these days and more postcards. Um, so once you claim or create a page, Google wants to verify that it's not bogus and therefore it is at the address and they will post it to the address that's on the map. And once you get your postcard, it'll have a, a PIN number and you insert the PIN in the page where you created it, and it will go live. Up until that time, it's in a, a pending state. You can edit it. You can add content. You can build it. Do whatever you like. It just won't go live until the postcard verification has been done.
0: Which is a hassle because sometimes that postcard can take a while to arrive. So
1: There is a way around it as well, which I'll talk to you about, Mick, but I, there's some ways of speeding it up. Perfect.
0: Okay, because, yeah, look, I normally try and use the phone call one. Yep. And um, look, if, if you haven't done it before, as soon as you hit that submit button, uh, whatever phone number is on your listing will ring within a couple of seconds. So if you're not at that phone and you've got a staff member there, you need to warn them out that the phone call is coming because they'll, they'll call and give a, a PIN uh, and they need to write that down and uh, and you can grab that. Now, look, Mark, you talked about the ranking a few bits and pieces there. Google doesn't really come out and say this, but there's plenty of evidence that if you get your listing as full and complete as possible, and as you said, maybe tweak the categories and the text description, uh, it does actually improve your ranking in those local search results.
1: Yes, that's right. Google doesn't want to say that it promotes one business over another, but clearly the amount of content that you have, good content, and rich content that you add to your listings, the better they will be.
0: And it makes total sense too, because if if you're Google or another company and you've got a, a listing service, when you have people go through your listings, you want them to look good and have heaps of information there. So rather than having these, you know, really empty, deserted listings, it just makes sense that if you've gone to the effort of filling it out, you've got photos, you're building trust that you're a real business, and there's other things called citations out there, but by filling it out and claiming it, uh, you're telling Google that you're a real business and um, you're making their listing look better. So it's just in their own interest to promote your listing over others if you've taken that effort. That's my uh, take on it anyway. <laughs> okay, so now you've got your head around all that. We're talking about the, the local listings that turn up when you search for you know a location and a, and a service and the map listing. Well, this is where Mark now comes into the, the picture. So Mark, um, how, how'd you get started in photography?
1: Uh, I was, I I guess, um, many years ago as a keen amateur, and then about, well, I bought my first SLR in about 1978, so that was quite some time ago, and I was a keen amateur for 20-odd years, I guess, and then about five years ago, I decided that uh, rather than live in the corporate world and keep doing the things that I was doing, I wanted to do something I loved and uh, was passionate about, so I started uh, a photography business and uh, haven't looked back. It's been uh, An absolutely fabulous journey. Got out of the corporate rat race.
0: (laughs) And did you, I don't know, did you always do business photography or you done real estate or what's what's your sort of...
1: Yeah, so most I I do real estate. um, I try not to do weddings um, (laughs) or or pets. So I I like the idea of businesses because you can build relationships and you get ongoing referrals and and you can, it's much better to build a business, I think, with business contacts rather than... uh, with the retail world, that's where where I feel it, it works for me. So I do a lot of real estate. I've got, um, I guess, 80% of what I do is real estate. Um, and about oh, 18 months ago, I saw that Google were launching the Google business photos and they were after photographers. So I contacted them uh, for when it came to Australia. They got in contact with me. I went through their training process and certification and uh, here we are.
0: And there's not many of you, is there? Within Australia, there's only what, like about 20, I think, from looking?
1: Yes. Yeah, there's about 20 or 30 in in Australia. There's uh, two in Brisbane at the moment. So there's a few more in Sydney and Melbourne. But um, they're, they're all over the country. We've got them in Perth and Adelaide and, and even some regional and rural towns. But as you say, there's not a lot of us at this, at this point.
0: And I saw in, in some of the photos too, you know, for the, you know, cafes and things like that where the faces are blurred out. Is that that's all kind of the training you have to go through?
1: Yes, that's right. Um, with the tours. of the, So there's, there's two different types of photos that are uh, included in the package. We have what we call point of interest images and they are typical business photos that if you're running a restaurant it could be a dish, it'll be your opening hours if you've got them on the door, what payment methods you use, uh, a front of store shot, interior shots to show the space and these are just still photos that can be used by the business owner in brochures or their websites or anything they like. Um, And there's usually about 10 of those that are included in the package. Those photos, generally, you don't have people in, and they're fairly standard photos. High resolution, though, so they can be used in a lot of places. The tours, they aren't allowed to have people's faces in them. So if their faces are in them, they have to be blurred. Uh, Number plates have to be blurred. There are some tricky things that I've seen people do. Uh, for instance, uh, there's a uh, real estate agent up in um, Port Douglas, Century Twenty One, who had the shoot done and they wore masks. <laughs> so it, it, you know, some people play around with the, um, with the concept. I've seen, uh, you know, offices where people are laying on top of the filing cabinets and, you know, but their faces covered. Yeah, yeah, that type of thing, just to, I guess, create some kind of viral effect. <laughs> but yep. uh, yeah, uh, that's it's all part of the fun.
0: Excellent. Okay, so there's two types, and so the the walkthrough ones. You initially said it's, it's like Street View, and um, so I'm guessing like in a sh- car showroom, you can actually then sort of jump from place to place and move around.
1: Yes, you can. It, it works exactly the same as Street View. Um, when when we do the tours, I guess there's two parts to it. There's the physical taking of the photographs, and then there's the moderation and the processing of that within the Google system. And we can choose which tour and uh, which panorama and which direction it's facing for an inside view and an outside view. So if you've looked at them and seen, see inside, um, you see the little photo come up, we can select which one of those panoramas and which way it's pointing as the image that comes up on the Google searches.
0: Okay, and that's obviously something that, you know as a business owner you can you can upload your own photos um, yes you, you can your own photos but you can't you can't actually upload because I know there's iPhone apps out there where you can do you know 360 degree panoramas yeah but you can't actually put that up in the system can you unless you're...
1: no no it's the issue is around quality um, we go through we there there are specified cameras and lenses and uh, panoramic heads that have to be used to get the quality level that Google's happy with um, you wouldn't be able to achieve that holding a iPhone. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yep. so, so that's, that's where the, the differences uh, come into it. So they're, they're all high-resolution images. They're using um, fisheye lenses that are specifically matched to cameras. And within the Google system, it does corrections and things based on the focal length, the focus points. There's a whole bunch of different things that come into account to make it work.
0: Cool, okay. So it's a pretty pro thing then. It's not not something that the business owner is going to be able to do. Not generally. Cool. All right. Now, how long does it take? So I guess what's the process? Do you just, um, you know, you rock up at whatever places you're going to. How long does yes. it take and what, what sort of, okay. how, do you, how do you do it?
1: Well, the process starts, first of all, having a Google Places or Google Plus local page so that we can build the photo shoot into the Google system before we turn up. And there's a contract that people have to sign. It's a, it's quite a simple one, but it basically says that you give permission to Google to use the photos online and they can be used in marketing materials and things like that. So it's quite a simple contract. You sign that and then we take photos. the The photos take, depending on the size of the business, it's usually around about an hour. It's generally not disruptive. Depending upon your business, you can... Um, you may want it at a quiet time or a busy time. It depends on w- what you want to uh, try and try and do. Once the photos have been finished, um, we go away and we do the moderation and uploading and creating the, the tours, and then it will appear live on your Google page. I like to say about a week. In practice, it's probably a couple of days depending upon um how things go so as long as there's there's no issues and uh, the system's working the way it should and all that it usually takes a couple of days
0: okay and the photos you take can the business then use those like they like standard commercial photos can you use them anywhere else yes or?
1: yes you can you can so the point of interest images which are standard photos they can be used on the website uh, their website their brochures anything like that the other interesting thing is that the google tours can be embedded in a customer's website can be embedded uh, as a tab in a Facebook page can be used in a lot of other places so it, it's similar to a YouTube video where you can embed it in a website you can do exactly the same thing with the virtual tours
0: okay now is that um, like iframe from the back yes, can you? that's grab- right so you can't grab that yourself off a off a Google listing
1: uh, no it's from an iframe But there's another um, little application that's been built by uh, another Google trusted photographer in uh, Scandinavia, which is able to create a tab on a Facebook page and show virtual tour. And when you click on it, it opens up a full screen virtual tour uh, of that business. So you can put it on your Facebook page and people will be able to go and have a look straight inside your business from there.
0: (laughs) That is brilliant. That's unreal. Now, look when this first came out in the states, I thought was it subsidised by Google or was it free or there was something I can't remember some yes. news about that when it first came out.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so what Google did was, as a precursor to the full service, they sent a bunch of photographers around to do some free listings just to get the business, the whole process up and going and running. So they were they were running around madly in in different regions, doing it for free just to build a bit of awareness. So that finished in Australia probably a year ago, and I don't know when uh, they stopped doing it in the states. But that's that was what that was about.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> it sounds pretty pretty applicable to most businesses. But like in the, in the ones you've done, is there you know particular businesses where it really does you know pull in a, a return on investment, and you know some that maybe not so much.
1: Um, I can tell you ones I I refuse to do. Not in a bad way, but I suggested to the business owner that it probably wasn't a great idea, yep. and that was a bank. <laughs> yeah, so, fair enough. so, so I I didn't think it was appropriate to do it in banks, only because I guess my own personal feeling was that it's sort of like you know someone wanted to case a bank. Um, it's you know, a great way of doing it. Doing a tour, so I I wouldn't recommend that. Other businesses generally, it's pretty good. There's you know it goes into. That so many different businesses that it's applicable to. But the ones that I think that it's really um, worthwhile is where the business probably thinks to themselves, if only I could get someone to have a look inside, I'm sure they would want to come in and, and buy something from me. And there there are, you know, supplement businesses that have got gyms inside that nobody knows about. There are florists that are not only sell flowers, but they sell gifts and giftware. Nobody knows about it. There are businesses that competing with other businesses that are backyard operators and you want to show that you've got substance to your business stand apart not only do we have the products but hey look at what we've got in our store and it's really worth a visit
0: i guess anyone in shopping centers as well because um yes because you, all you're going to see is the outside shots on the street view and things like that of the of the shopping
1: People center don't know what's in there that's right those types of things. Um, anyone that wants to improve their Google ranking. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a whole bunch of different reasons um, why uh, people like to do it. I've done a couple of car yards where I've done two is inside cars. So I made up a little apparatus that I can put in the car and it does a 360 degree panorama inside the car.
0: No All right. Um, all right. Well, let's, um, if you're happy to, let's jump into a case study that people can look up and I guess see, you know, examples. So, uh, the one I was going to suggest that you showed me was the, the Coconut Noosa. Yes. So if folks go to, I just go, I guess go to Google and uh, I'll just double check it now while we're chatting. So Coconut Noosa.
1: Yeah. And and it's best to, I think, Google Coconut Noosa Noosa Heads and it will come up with a Google Plus page, you know, the map and you'll see it like any other search term yeah.
0: So, yeah, you're right, it's pulled up the photos on the right-hand side and as well as in the listing underneath the, the main organic listing, it's got Google Plus page and review. But, yeah, you can see there um, one of them says see photos. It's got a map listing and one says uh, see inside. So if you click on that, um, yeah, it takes you to the internal 360-degree walk-around and the pictures are pretty sharp.
1: That's right. And this operates on mobile devices as well as computers. So iPads iPhones androids of course <laughs> yep. uh, are not a not a problem and you can zoom in so if you were if you wanted to show people stock that you've got on the, on the shelf they can go up to the shelf and then the little buttons on the the top using either the mouse or the buttons in the top left plus and you can just zoom in and see what the product is
0: yes yeah, so look I'm looking at handbags here and let's see how far I can zoom in but you know, you can almost you can pretty well see the the thread of the zip on the uh, on the handbags.
1: Yes, that's right. So, as I said, it's all high res stuff, and you can navigate around exactly the same way as you do with street maps. You know, where you can put the uh, the circle way up ahead and just jump across, or just follow the arrows.
0: Okay, and um, with the still shots, is there any limitations? Can you watermark like the the website address and things like that in there, or is Google it has to be like a clean picture? Or can you you know put logos and things like that on the actual still images?
1: Um, You're not supposed to blur things, but you could add text to a photo. If someone wanted to have some, it would need to be inconspicuous, you know, not (laughs) plastered across the centre of the photo. But if you're talking about something down the bottom, um, that would be possible, yes.
0: I'm just thinking, like, you know, if the photos uh, are probably going to turn up in a few different places, like I imagine it's not just a local listing, you've got the Google Maps and other places. Yeah, I'm just thinking if you put a photo online, it'd be sometimes good to include your website address somewhere on that, just in case the photo comes
1: Yeah, um, and the other thing um, we could do is we can include uh, information in the metadata for the for the photo. So um, that would uh, ensure that it popped up where it um where you wanted it to.
0: All right, there's a geeky term for for folks. What's the uh, what's the metadata of the uh, of a photo?
1: Well, photos apart from just um, showing an image um, inside digital images, there is metadata, and the metadata holds information about what camera it was, what lens it was, all sorts of things like that. But also, it holds copyright information. It holds if you've got GPS tagging, it'll say where the photo was taken. You can put um, website. Links to who owns the photo. You can put comments about the photo, and it's all stored in this metadata. And uh, I'd say uh, probably a lot of people don't really realise that uh, that type of content and information is stored in photos.
0: Yeah, I think there's been a couple of crimes solved that way, or lost people found because um, the camera got stolen with things, and then the photos turned up. And yeah, well, yeah, track back serial numbers.
1: It's got dates and time that the image was taken. Most people probably see that when they when they look at their photos on the computer, and it's got a date and a timestamp. That date and timestamp is coming from the metadata.
0: There you go. Okay. I guess as far as this a service, then how are people finding out about it? Are the demand, like you know, it looks pretty pretty good setup. Uh, how are people sort of stumbling upon the you know the service that you provide and things like that? Is
1: it most mostly it's um, walking the streets and talking to them about it. Um, there are some that find out about it and then go searching for Google trusted photographers and yep. and and find them that way um, but it, it is generally uh, an introduction to the business I will in in most cases talk to the business owners um, What I find is that um, emails and phone calls are not great. What really blows people away is when they see it on an iPad and you walk into their store and you say, look at this. It doesn't take much convincing after that.
0: That's it. Um, now, what about, is there any kind of risk reversal or guarantees as far as the service goes? Like um, if the photos go up and, you know, it's not quite right, will you come, do you go back out and redo them? or how's that-
1: Yes, that's right. So we go through a vetting process. So not only does the photographer go through a moderation process and processing it, but Google also vet them and make sure that they're up to the standard as well. Before they're published and if there are any problems with them we'll go back and reshoot all
0: right and ballpark like what's the what sort of process does this start at and what's the
1: so we have three categories so we call small medium and large and it's basically around the size of the premise and how many panoramas are required at the small end you're talking uh, a bit less than $400 and um, in the middle, it's around about $650, and then at the top end, it's uh, a bit less than $1,000. All
0: right, so $400 to get started. Hey, how does that compare with real estate uh, photos? So, if, you know, when people list a house and they'll get a photographer out to do a, a set of photos, Yes. Um, how, what sort of uh, costs are involved in I don't know, a generic real estate package?
1: Generic real estate packages um, vary, again, depending upon a whole bunch of stuff different things but you generally get a real estate package for around about 150 dollars thereabouts depending upon how many images you require but the thing that a lot of people don't understand about um, photography is that the cost of a photo is based on its usage not what it takes to take the photo Um, so so and when we talk about usage it's how long are you going to use this image for what markets are you going to use this image for and what are you going to, how are you going to use it? So am I going to put it on the web? I'm going to use it for brochures. I'm going to use it for books. I'm going to um, use it for, for six months, 12 months, a year, three years. I'm going to use it in Australia, New Zealand, the rest of the world. How and what am I going to do? Most real estate images have a lifespan of around three months. Well,
0: that's what I'm thinking, basically, you know, it's a one, you know, essentially a one-off sale for that, for that person. And then it's it's down and, and gone. And that's not the 360-degree views either. That's just... That's
1: right. uh, so. just still images. The other thing about the Google Photos is um, part of the requirements of Google is that we hand over the copyright to the images. So you get the images for yourself. You own them.
0: There you go. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, um, you, don't quite, you don't often get that.
1: You don't often get that. But that's, uh, that's the way it is with the Google Images.
0: Okay. Well, let's, I guess, close up and give people a couple of steps they can do from here. So as far as action steps, if you're listening to this now and you've got your, your business and you want to know how to, to do this, the first thing I'm going to suggest you do is just Google your business. And you should be doing that sort of once a week, once every two weeks anyway, just to see what is out there. Because um, whatever Google says about your business is your reputation. Um, and then... Do a, a search as well for your location. So whatever city or suburb you are in your service category. So it might be, um, you know, Chermside, mechanic, whatever sort of combination of location and your and your, what it is you do, and just see w- what comes up and have a look for your listing. So example I'm gonna use here if you're following on a computer is Brisbane Sailing. So if, if you type in Brisbane Sailing, Google search results will come up with a map listing and several different listings. And on each of the listings, what you're going to see is you're going to see the title of the business or the organisation. Underneath that will be the website. And then underneath that will be either a list of reviews. So it'll say three reviews, five reviews. Or if there's no reviews on the the business, it'll say Google Plus page in in the text. And that's what you want to click on to go through and then look at either your uh, Google Plus page or so your Google. (laughs) And this is a confusion between Google Plus products here, but it's a Google Plus local listing. And you can then see your profile, uh, whether it's got no photos, whether reviews and things there or not. So, in that example, um, you'll find Sales Restaurant. And you'll see it's got a score of fourteen out of thirty. Uh, so that's what when you get enough reviews, you'll actually get a, a score triggered uh, against your business, and obviously you want to have that as high as possible uh, because if people are looking at three different restaurants to go to, and two are above twenty, and one's below twenty, then that one's going to struggle. So. You want to be looking at a reputation management solution there. But once you find your listing, you want to go in and and fill out as many details as you possibly can. Uh, Do as much as you can as a business owner. And at that point, look, if it then makes sense to get the professional photos added or get a a walkthrough of your business added, then it's probably time to contact someone like Mark. So, Mark, what's the best way that folks can uh, get hold of you?
1: Well, they can ring me (laughs) on 0425 eight double nine double zero nine, they can email me, mark at quickclicks.com.au or they can search for Google Business Photos or Google Trusted Photographer um, and I will come up in the Google listings. Or they if they're not even if they're not in Brisbane area, maybe they're in Melbourne or Sydney or something, there's a Google Trusted Photographer page. Um, that Google publishes. So it shows all of the trusted photographers around Australia and their website and phone number and contact details are there.
0: Look, and Mark, I'm assuming that if folks have got any kind of questions about how it works or all that sort of gear, you are happy to field questions?
1: Happy to step them through the process. Also happy to engage with them in terms of um, sharing what I know about improving their Google rankings with regards to their Google local pages and making sure that they've got it set so that we can uh, get the photos done. If they've got any problems at all, happy to help.
0: That's great. Uh, and look, um, folks, it, it's really good to get feedback in these sorts of interviews as well. So uh, if you're talking to Mark and, and you do go ahead and get the photos done, uh, please you know mention this interview. It just gives an idea of, of who's listening and how effective um, we're sort of getting messages across. And and look, if you do, um, you know if you get it done with Mark, feel free to give me a call afterwards as well and I'll have a, a quick look. And if there's any spots, I can give you tips on how to improve the page as well. Uh, that I'm more than happy to do that. So, look, Mark, thank you so much for your time. That's uh, a heap of information there. And uh, and I think, you know, anyone starting online, it's the first place to start looking is that Google Page because it's free and it's pretty much decimated yellow
1: pages. It's where you want to be, uh, be found. Great. Pleasure right. to be here. Thanks, Mark. See you. Bye-bye.